Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live. COVID 19. That's right. It's a new year. It's a new you. It's the same yeah, old J Train. And we're coming in. For the 2021 season. That's right. Get it moving. In the shower. Start tapping your toes. Because you are going to be fantastic this year. It's gonna be your year. J Train Podcast here. We are gonna answer the emails. We have a loud beat. It is a nightclub on this show. Tell your friends, tell your coworker, tell your brother, tell your mama, tell your sister, tell your brother. Everyone with ears will take them. Yes, this is the J Train Podcast. We are Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. We answer emails. He didn't text back because he isn't into it. And we do it over all these podcasts. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. It's 2021. That's right. We're bringing back the sound effects. We're bringing back the music. I'm here every Monday and Thursday with with your emails, your stories, your questions. And I have to say to you, thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you for being a part of this community. That's what we are. I want to bring on my guest, the producer extraordinaire. I want you all to give it up. Shelby Royston. Shelby, welcome back to the show. Good to see you. Gracious for you to speak with me today. I listen, man. What an opening, right? This is what it's all about. Yeah, people are gonna die. It's just terrible. Well, but like, a lot of that, that, that sounds like everyone who didn't have to make New Year's Eve plans. They're like, I, you know, I, I'm just happy I don't have to make New Year's Eve plans. Like the undercurrent of that is. Um, so what about the global pandemic? But whatever, we, We're we digress. We're about to go into a dark winter. <laughs> Shelby, how are you? You got a suit on. This is a this is a big day. There's a big meeting between two two alpha kings. Alpha kings, that's us. How have you been? Everyone, you know, for those of you that are new to the show, maybe this is your 2021 resolution you're like i'm gonna listen to more podcasts or a friend gave this to you shelby has been the producer of this show for how many years now are we going on five years maybe 10 11 at this point (laughs) we've lost track of time where are you where and shelby we because we haven't been in the studio we used to have sound effects we used to do that music that we just did we we want to bring it back right the flu kills more than coronavirus. <laughs> Shelby, Shelby's coming in hot with opinions in 2021. I, what, 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 how, what, are we going to come back with more sound effects? Is that the plan? Yeah, it's true. My parents got coronavirus. I'd like to think so. I mean, you have, you have so many coronavirus drops. I don't want to have to Did wear just- a face mask in the shower. <laughs> what? Where are you coming from? Uh, what brings you in the sport coat? Um, I love the hair. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Shelby coming in with a hot swoop. I love it. Thank you. It's just it's just natural, honestly. 
Just wake yeah. up like this, as Beyonce <laughs> said. Uh, where are you? What are you doing? Parts coming unknown to, or? Coming to you live from Astoria, Queens. Once again. I, and, uh, so I have to say, let me tell everyone at home. We're going to answer mm-hmm. the emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to do an old school episode that we're. You know, we're going to do news at the end. We're going to do some emails. Shelby's going to be coming in and out with the with some advice and some drops. That's right. We got uh, news and weather at the 20s. I, I, Shelby, your street cred has risen in the past year. I feel like this is 2020 has been a hard year for everyone, you yourself included. But you on the business end of things, you seem to be doing very well. Just better than ever, breaking it right. in. Well, because I talk, we, we have future guests coming on, uh, mm-hmm. Kat Barbadaro and, or Barbadaro and um, Randy. Wrong. Randy Bauman. Randy Bauman. And yeah. these are two people that work with you or know you through podcasting and through radio. And everyone, including myself, are, I'm very proud of you. I, I got to say, I've known you since the beginning. It feels like you have like... It feels like in the land of 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 no, of 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 no. I, I know this is a very special episode of the podcast, but I wanted to say this to you because everyone I talk to has a lot of respect for you, as and then well all, they should. As well, they should. <laughs> Shelby coming in confident as ever in twenty twenty one, but a lot of respect for you. But a lot of like in the land of no podcast producers, the man who knows how to you know, sink is king. It feels like you are the king of this industry right now. You know, like, uh, I'm basically like the Wuhan government. Like, okay. people, <laughs> people started panicking, but I said, look, I'll, I know what to do. I, I got this covered. I and got and covered. you Relax. really did. I, I have to tell you, I, I got to thank you for all your hard work. I mean, to transition from us being in a studio to Zoom to you more behind the scenes, even though I loved having you on the show and I love having you on. That's why we're doing this for the new year. So I want to say cheers to you, Shelby. I'm, I'm proud of you. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Thank you. <laughs> so, are you ready for some? How is your love life? Are you seeing anyone? Have you been leaving the house at all? I know you're very much confined. It, it feels like I love just taking a nice long walk every day. Just that's I'm like a dog now. Like yeah. I get like oh I'm so excited for my walkies. <laughs> like you, you slap on the around. yoga pants and and you go on your walk. I put my harness on. Not the collar. I like to. I don't want to choke myself when I mm-hmm. get too excited. So I, you know, I just start strolling. I love it. So, are you ready to answer some emails, Shelby? Never been more ready. I love it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, and and listen, we want to say Happy New Year to everybody. This is an exciting year. It's twenty twenty one. This Happy is Chinooka. you know we have. That's right. Thank you, Smokey Robinson. That story was unbelievable. The it's Smokey Robinson funny. story. Happy Him not knowing what Hanukkah is and, and wishing someone a happy Chanukah is perfect. And happy he Chinooka. took it so well. I, I loved it. If you could look up that story, everyone should go look it up. But I, I, we want to thank everybody for being a part of this show. So ready, hot and heavy too quickly. 
Mr. Mm-hmm. Train, feather, feather, I'll get right to it. My boyfriend and I, he's 33, I'm 27, had only been together about three months, but we're having the most fun and adventurous sex I've ever had with any of my long-term exes previously. Butt stuff for both of us. Thank you for those tips, Rosa Parks of Ass Play. Sex toys, role-playing, FaceTime sex. Look at the studio audience is graciously giving you an applause. Everyone is really, I'm proud of them too. Sex when I was. for them. We do love that for them. We do. Mm-hmm. FaceTime sex when I was out of town, sexting, etc. It feels so fun, exciting, but also safe to have all these experiences with him. Some things we've done with exes before, some are totally new to both of us. But I can't help but wonder if getting so intense this quickly will lead to fizzling just as quickly as it began. I'm afraid we will run out of new things to try and he will get bored. It feels important to add that we both seem to be on the same page emotionally as we all as we as well as physically we both want a serious relationship he has met my parents his family lives in another state we are together three nights a week and we have a great time together when we are quote unquote not getting freaky should i just enjoy the moment and stop overthinking it or is it a valid concern any insight you have is appreciated thank you for all your hilarious content and wisdom shelby what do you think is there such a thing as too hot too quickly I don't think so. I mean, like, they're both doing butt stuff. He's meeting your mm. parents. Like, what do you think's going to happen? He's not going to, like, hey, like, get all your friends to come over and pee on me. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's... Yeah, I. it is... I do understand, and this kind of happens with, like, porno. Like, you'll be watching a porn, and mm-hmm. then you're like, let's go to the, the next level of, of hell in this thing. Let's go to the next level and the next level. And then you get to the thing you land on, and you, 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 know, you finally you, know, you finish, and you're like, how the hell did I get here? You know, it, it, it feels like it's always trying to up. But I think what she has to remember is how hard it is to find someone you can trust yeah, with to to find someone you can trust to enter into these things with you kind of have like you kind of have like uh, uh, the key to to his butthole at this point. He's who knows how many hinge dates he's been on to get to you. Yeah, this this is the point. It's like, listen, I have been I remember as as the Rosa Parks of male ass play. I have been in the position where I've like said to a woman hey, why don't you put your finger up my butt with, during this blowjob? And they have reacted like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, and, and it's like, oh, I guess we're not doing that. I guess we're back away. Oh, yeah. sorry. I guess go fuck myself uh, here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. tried to be I, open. It's like, it, it really feels like you could just called your teacher mom by accident. You're like, oh, no, I, I don't love you. I swear to God. You know, like you kind of want to go crazy. My fault. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And so I'll say... What she is feeling, I think he's feeling. He's got to be thinking, wow, I feel so lucky that I am with someone who is ready for the... That I I think even more important is you are someone that he can trust to even say these things to. Hey, have you thought of this? And because you're willing to take all of those things at face value, you're not making it... Because some people, they make it deeper. Oh, you want yeah. a finger in the butt. That must mean this, this, and that. And it's like, no, why can't it just be that I love you and I trust you and I want to go down this road with you? And and it means nothing else but that. I've gotten those emails before, and I'm not going to like go into details, but sometimes I'll get an email from a woman whose boyfriend or husband is like, he wanted to do this 
do should I be worried about the state of our marriage? And it's like what I is think this, this bullshit is a, about. Yeah, I agree. This is this is actually the best case scenario because you guys are starting from one. Listen, all relationships have some sort of sexual fizzle, mm-hmm. but but that is bound to happen with someone that you tr- that you're bound to stay with someone you trust and love than someone you don't you know and so i think you got to put those fears aside there's going to be fears in any relationship you got to go forward keep going and be open and honest about what you do and don't want to do because the more open you are the more open he's going to be jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with shelby royce and the producer of this show at classic shelby and listen i want you to go follow shelby because he's an amazing photographer as well he's you're putting out art Shelby, I, you know, I'm a Renaissance uh, gentleman, as some might say. You are, you're a Renaissance gentleman, and let me also say, Shelby is involved with the Patreon. He is uh, a big part of what we do on Patreon, right? It, there's so much going on, almost too much. That's why I think you're a titan of this industry. You, you have your, 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 your beak is wet. In all these different Patreons and all these different podcasts, I feel like I'm talking up that Patreon. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking to Ted Turner of podcasting. I really do. That you have risen in the ranks. This is you're a media mogul. I'm like a Jay Bezos this, with hair. This, <laughs> you are Jay, Shelby Bezos. So I, I I want everyone on Patreon. We're doing three extra podcasts a week. It is uh, Luxury Lounge on Wednesdays, which has gotten... Luxury Lounge used to be the one that I like. I, I wasn't sure if people liked. That yeah. is now a hit. It's a hit. They are... Because now they're becoming user-generated. People are now comfortable giving their Luxury Lounge complaints. So that's great. We do learning one more... Almost What's too that? Much about, learning almost too much about you. Like, yeah. We're, <laughs> this is, like some would say... Who know who they... Who knew anybody was watching old seasons of Survivor? <laughs> I've started watching old seasons of Survivor. Um, maybe that was my girlfriend and I's sexual fizzle. Is that's the minute you, you're in? You're on Survivor. I don't even think. I think they like they like. We have all these shows. We can upload them one at a time, or just blast them all out there. Like nobody's gonna watch Survivor, but we'll just we have it. We'll put it on there. <laughs> Well, what happened was Netflix put it on there. They put two seasons, and it was like getting a taste of the goods. So I blew through those two seasons, Jess and I, and then now we've moved. We're like, okay, we need more Survivor. The problem is they have put, and again, this is a very luxury lounge topic. This is a topic we would get into on luxury lounge, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, $5 a month for three extra podcasts a week. The problem with Netflix is they put up an all-star season. So they kind of, and I watched that, so they kind of reference who had won and lost on their seasons. So they give away, it's like getting to like, you know, the best of episode and getting all the punchlines. But they're thinking this aired 10 years ago. Yeah. Like we like we just we did not figure this would be a problem. We we spent God knows how much in the Queen's Gambit. We thought you were going to be deep into that. Like we put we we how did you even find this? We put yeah. so we put this behind the Queen's Gambit. Did you well, move it somehow? Well, here's what happened. My you might like page is garbage because uh-huh. I like garbage TV. So I get served more garbage. Like you know, on Hulu, that I'm now into 
uh, Insane Pools. That's a show that I like keep up with. And it's a ins- Real Housewives. They didn't even air. It's like <laughs> no, they were like, you got to go straight to Insane Pools if you like Survivor. Oh. You'll like Insane Pools. It's called Insane Pools Off the Deep End, and it's about this guy Lucas, um, this guy Lucas Lucas Lagoons, who is an expert pool creator. And I thought I was the only one in America watching it. And I came home, and my parents are like, "Have you seen Insane Pools?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, we all are the only. It's my family is supporting." How did they, how did they find it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. We're just we're all in the same algorithm. Okay, so is this considered window tapping? Mm-hmm. Jared, hoping for your wisdom on this strange situation. So, for the listeners at home, window tapping. If you're new to this show, it is something that I've been talking about since Instagram came out is when someone likes like 10 of your photos in a row, that is them tapping at your window being like, hello, I'm here. I'm hard. They're just tapping to let you know that there is interest. Now, the reason people window tap because it's a soft approach there's no turning down. There's only yeah. accepting. There's no way to get your ego bruised when you window tap because you like 10 pictures in a row and nothing happens. You move on to the next hot chick that you've been masturbating to for three months. So that's... I got a, I've gotten a DM before that said I window tapped as a J-Train listener and now we're engaged. Holy shit, really? And I said, why are you sending me this? But I said, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, that that is an email I would read on the air immediately. That's a that's yeah. a good first email if that person is out there still. If that person stopped listening to the show, I mean, how do I lose one of those, right? Well, it's almost like, hey, I beat the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I won the podcast. <laughs> You're right. Okay, here is this considered window tapping? So let's decide if this is a version of window tapping. My ex has been partaking in some weird social media activity, and I don't know what to make out of it. For some backstory, we met on Hinge about a year ago, dated, took a few months off, and then got together and made it official this summer. Okay, so met on Hinge about a year ago, dated, took a few months off, then got together and made it official this summer. So that means... They met before the, I think we also, with dating, we have to, this person, Mm -hmm. I love their explanation of the relationship, but you cannot leave out in 2020, in 2021, in the story of your relationship, there is pre-pandemic and there's there's, there's concurrent with pandemic. So the way she explains it, we met on Hinge about a year ago. So if that's a year ago from December when she sent this in, um, dated, took a few months off. So they when did they when did that breakup happen? I would want to know. Then got back together. That was during the pandemic. So listen, we know loneliness at a height. We know that the options are limited during that time and made it official this summer. So again, I'm not discounting her description of it, but she has left out key information. Things were going great, but got very complicated very quickly. He went to rehab for alcoholism, and then we tried to navigate being together when he got out. While he was also figuring out a new sober life, staying at his parents until he had six months sober under his belt and a few other major life issues, decisions, and flux. I had faith we could figure it out uh, together, but ultimately he ended a week after my birthday and right before Thanksgiving. You always say, beware of holidays, birthdays, and trips. After that, 
After all that, all I got was a text saying it wasn't good timing. Well, duh. <laughs> While I completely understand he has a lot to figure out, I'm still so hurt by the way it ended, uh, way he ended things after I stood by through everything. Anyway, here's my question. Uh, about a week before he ended things, my brother friend requested him on Facebook. They met once this summer, but with the holidays coming up, he thought it would be a nice gesture to make him feel welcomed for upcoming gatherings. That Listen, I'm all about that. Shelby, do you have any issues? I, at first, I heard Facebook and was like, what year is this? But then yeah. I heard the explanation <laughs> made sense. The explanation makes sense. And it sounds like the brother was like, also, the brother-sister relationship, there's the protective. Like, I, I could understand where there would be stress. You're, you've just gone through rehab. You're coming into the family. You know, graces. I think that's a nice thing of the brother to do. You know, Get in, on looking, in here. Get on in here. Bring it in for the hug. Yeah. Obviously, things ended and those gatherings didn't happen with him. However, my ex lately has been liking picture my brother has been posting. Not all of them, just a handful, including one of an outing I was pictured in. Is this some weird form of window tapping or is it just blindly liking random posts? I would like to think if you dump someone's sister, you'd want to stay lay low on their friend list or even possibly defriend. I know I shouldn't care, but it's weird and I'm curious. Thoughts, thanks for all you do. So, Shelby, what do you think here? Yeah, I, I, you, you gotta wonder. I guess everybody has different liking Mm-hmm. techniques or styles if he's just going through like 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 as he scrolls in the toilet or he could uh well let it me seems stop like a it. weird let... thing Shh. to like oh hope hope she catches that i'm liking yeah these. it's very it's very let me stop you for a second because um do you do have you ever done just the idea of someone blindly liking random posts. I, I don't think that happens. Unless you do an accidental double tap, maybe, but multiple, I don't see happening. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's like I you don't like in the same way you swipe. Mm-hmm. You swipe mindlessly and right, 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 left, right, 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 left. When you're on a dating app, you swipe. And sometimes you hit left on one you thought you should have done right by accident. Sometimes you hit right on someone you probably wanted to do left on by accident. That can happen. Like is a very, that's why I think Hinge, I've always been a fan of Hinge just for the idea that you have to hit the like instead of swipe to the right or left. Just naturally, just humanly. Let's Let's make it the animalistic brain of ours. That is just a different gesture so i don't think any like happens in a vacuum i don't think there's any such thing as a like just like oh my bad you know like i i don't think someone is like 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 i've done that on instagram i'm like let me like 10 in a row but i i'm not making mistakes either i've done it quickly but without mistakes you maybe make you give you one mistake but multiple on the same person no that that is the biggest point you you know she said that this is um they met once this summer but with the holidays okay uh however my ex lately has been liking pictures you're right of my brother has been posting not all of them just a handful you don't do a handful by accident you're right and it could be just a good faith gesture like hey i'm still cool thanks for friending me here's a like it could yeah out there one maybe but i now, now she says, is this some world for... I don't think this is a way... 
I, I'm with you where it'd be weird too if this is his way of getting to the sister. Like I think that's weird as well. But maybe like, because I think like if I was me, I'd be like, hey, I'm not gonna. I'm done with brother. Maybe I'll mute mute that guy. But some people don't have the same real uh, Here, social anxiety that they would just think. Maybe like, oh, he. See, I I think his anxiety I think his anxiety is actually higher, but in a different way. I think mm-hmm. he feels bad about the breakup, and he's trying to let this guy know, "Hey, we're cool." To me, mm-hmm. this is like a, like, "Hey, you're cool. I'm cool. I just want to let you know, no hard feelings. Uh, please don't beat me up. Don't show up my house. You know, like, don't you know, avenge your sister's breakup." Like, I I it is weird. I, I'm not saying, but it, it falls into the sobriety like apology phylum to me right you know like that's really 12 steps yeah what i would do if i was this woman is i would tell her brother be like hey i see that this guy's liking your post i know i shouldn't care also you should care i get why she cares don't you know you don't have to apologize for caring i know i would say to your brother hey every time i see him like your post it kind of brings me back to the relationship can you unfriend him like i would ask like let's have a full family pullback from this guy and that is and if he questions you on it just say hey it just hurt me to see your name popping up I'm trying to get beyond this relationship and it's nothing personal against you it is for my own personal growth and sanity and well-being that's all you have to say and someone who's been through rehab should understand how important it is for mental health and how that's connected to your physical health and all that so if he questions you you have someone who should be trained in that dialogue don't you think shelby yeah he it's it's your own version like hey if you i'm i'm following your lead here you yes. should understand where i'm coming from the j train podcast is sponsored by ritual do you really know what's in your multivitamin sugars gmos synthetic fillers artificial colorants not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides are all ingredients you might find in a multivitamin but ritual isn't your typical multivitamin their clean vegan friendly formula is made with key nutrients and forms your body can you actually use no shady extras i have to say Jess has been uh, using Ritual. I am a multivitamin user. I think this is a great small way to improve next year for yourself. Everyone's got resolutions. Everyone's got goals. The thing that multivitamin does for me is it gets me on track from the minute I start brushing my teeth. The minute I brush my teeth, I'm doing something that's good for me because Listen, people, there are days where you get some of your vitamins and then there's days you get all your vitamins. And Ritual is a multivitamin that can fill in the gaps for you, help you out, not, you know, do some of the lifting for you. Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined, formulated with key nutrients, including vitamin D3 to help fill the gaps in the diet. See what I'm talking about? Their fresh tasting delayed release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach so you can take them without, with or without food. That's great. Ritual is made traceable. You'll always know where your nutrients come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Ritual is designed with different life stages in mind, now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multi 
vitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Ritual makes healthy habits easy. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. There you go. Make the mailman work for you. Have the mailman help you, male or male woman, male carrier, have them help you onto a better lifestyle. There's never a point where you go, I'll get it tomorrow, and then a week goes by and you're off of your scheduling. So you deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10, 10, 10, 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash JTrain to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash JTrain. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brook Linen. Ooh, I love my Brook Linen sheets. I love them. A good night's sleep is the best way to improve your life. That is the best and easiest way. Yes, going to bed in a comfy bed, having sheets that you love, having sheets that you feel good about getting into that are new, crisp, clean, that is a one giant easy step towards making your 2021 better. And Brooklyn was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. That's right. Think of all the things they cut out. They cut out the whole storefront. They cut out all the people working there. It's just you, the manufacturer, and Rich and Vicky, and that they're delivering the sheets right to your door. They have a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. I'm one of those reviews. It's great and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, and even loungewear and more. You can buy sheets, bedding, and pillows all at once and save even more. So listen, I love my Brooklyn sheets. I think they're fantastic. I think this is a great, I am such a proponent of small steps to make your year better. Not the, oh, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. No, 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 no. How about we get a better sleep? How, we, how about we get an extra half hour? How about we put our phone in the other room while we go to bed and we get into crisp, crisp clean sheets from Brooklinen? It's 2021. Do something nice for yourself this year. To help, Brooklinen has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com. Use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and a promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more and free shipping. One more time, brooklinen.com. Use code JTRAIN at checkout. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Shelby Royston at Classic Shelb, uh, the producer extraordinaire. The studio audience here at Feather Nation Studios. I mean, they're all, everyone here is so, sh that's right. The, the crowd here. Virtual audience. It's crazy. I wasn't sure <laughs> if they would come back virtually. I don't know what we're doing. All I'm saying is it's nice that the audience came back virtually 
you know, they're here over Zoom watching, enjoying, uh, you know, applauding. It's not the same as in studio, but we had to keep socially distanced. It's nice, isn't it? I don't, we don't have to set up the bleachers anymore. That's that's pretty good. That's a big that's a big plus. We don't have to hire the bleacher crew to put them up, take them down. So it is nice to have the studio audience that here was virtually. so much money. It was a lot of money, but, you know, worth we were, it. We were breaking even, like, at some point. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Well, I, I, listen, we do it for the fans. Yeah. Being ghosted by a friend. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan. Cannot wait to see you live when the world is less broken if you ever make your way back to Chicago. I, Before this all came down, my plan was to do like a week in Chicago. So I want, yeah. I want Chicago, get ready. It's going to happen. And I'll come with all new material. And let me start letting people know because... It's January 1st. Happy New Year, 2021. I might have something coming on YouTube. It's not a might. It is definitely coming on YouTube. That's right. You heard it here first, breaking news. And it's coming on YouTube. But I'm going to, and it's going to be free. So, again, that's right. What I'm going to need... When, when this goes up, and I'm, I'm, I'm teasing right now, when it goes up, I'm going to need the Feather Nation to come through big time. Because, Shelby, you're familiar with the YouTube world. Putting stuff on YouTube, I mean, it's like throwing things to a bunch of animals, right? Who Everything's on there. I could, it's like you think, oh, I'll put this up there. This will go huge. But you forget there's a... A video guy getting hit in the nuts that somebody could watch. Yeah, I want to outdo Nuts Guy. And the only way to do that is to have Feather Nation coming in hot. So I'm telling you this to prep you because I want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Please, please, please. Because we're on YouTube for for the podcast, but I want you guys to subscribe there because something big is coming for me and I and I need your support I need it right is, it's huge huge and you can only you're, you're part of it yes that's right and it's it's free for the cost of liking my page that's it okay I've been drifting away from an old friend of mine and it's really bothering me we have known each other since we were kids but only became close friends in college we were inseparable for many years before she moved to a new state eventually we stopped speaking regularly but when she would come home for the yeah play the sad music so this is an actual friend being ghosted by a friend oh i okay we have known each other since we were kids but only became close friends in college we were inseparable for many years but she moved to a new state. Eventually, we stopped speaking regularly. But when she would come home for the holidays, it was as if no time had passed. Over the last year, our interactions have almost completely stopped. I've had to initiate every conversation. I often do not receive a response back. When I do get a response, it can sometimes be days after and doesn't invite further conversation. I have reached out to her and I know listen the studio audience someone laughed I have, re- I have reached out to her a number of times and I get little back in return most recently on Christmas I wrote to her and another mutual friend to say how much I missed them and hope we could get together soon the next day on her snapchat stories it showed that she was home for the holiday weekend she never said anything to me about it 
Her family home is five minutes away from where I live. I know it's a pandemic, but there are still safe ways to see each other. I'm both hurt and mad that I had to find out through Snapchat that she was in town. We are both in our mid to late 20s. I live in Illinois and she lives in Colorado. She has built a new life there. We're filled with friends and it feels like she simply doesn't need me anymore. Should I call her out on this or should I accept that this person just isn't going to be a big part of my life anymore? Thank you for letting me put on put my brain on the shelf with you. It's a sad touching email. Shelby, what do you think? What does she, she do about this? Fr- the friend is obviously not caring to make the effort that this person is putting in. And not to say it has to be a lot of effort, but it it, it does I can I can understand where the emailer is coming from. How do you think? She's probably just, you know, she's got a got a new life. She's living in Colorado. Weed's legal. Uh she's probably out in nature a lot mm-hmm. and you're kinda where you are and she probably thinks you've kinda got new friends yourself. So Yeah, I I think what happens in these situations and I've been there where you go, did I do anything? Like, I think that's like the major thing where you, 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 you start with what did I do? This happens in relationships with friends or yeah. How did I piss this person off? And this is kind of, I think this has been a very, I mean, mental health has been a topic of conversation for the pandemic, but the kind of this like, smaller mental health thing where you go to a place in your brain that is just not very good. It's not a unhealthy place. Like it's not like a place you should seek attention for, but it is that little dark space of what the fuck did I say to that person? Was I the bad person? And it's like, I think we've done more of that thinking this year than we ever have. I know I have, right? You can't help it. You can't help it. So I, I think... That's all to say what this person is going through. I totally understand it. What I would say to her is you can't force someone to be a better friend to you. You can only drive your own bus. And and so I when she leaves it as should I call her out on this or should I accept that this person is going to be a big part of my life anymore? I don't think the word I, I think the phrase call her out is is strong. Yeah, cuz what are you calling her out on? You can't. Hey, and, and because all of us right now we have this little we have we have this we have this like this arrow in our quiver called covid maybe and she came she came home and this is like she's crawling to the finish line like oh i made it here let me i didn't even think i would mm. i was i was nervous about even doing this and like now i'm just going to relax not just start reaching out to every little person to- i know Totally. We we don't know. And that's why that if you call someone out, if you're like, hey, bitch, what the fuck? I text you and you never text me back. She can go, I came home because everyone's sick. And you're like, OK, what are you going to say to that? You're wrong. They they <laughs> yeah, the fight's over. They they wanted a knockout. So it is. And so the idea of like and this is why. You can't call out people that you've been dating for a week or you met online. They can always take there is the moral mountain that texting and technology is the best place to take the top of moral mountain. So 
when you call, like if you were face to face and you called someone out, that actually works better because you're like, hey, and you could feel their facial reactions and then you could see them lying that they, you know, have this issue with, co- you know, you could see if someone cares or doesn't care about COVID when you're face to face with them. Over text, you can't see if they're laughing while they're being like, yeah, the whole family's sick. You don't, you just can't see that. So what does this person do? I think there's two options. The second one you gave, I think backing away and accepting that this person is, I think, hey, the door's always open, but I'm not going to open it for you. I think that's Mm -hmm. a good policy to take. The other one is a last-ditch effort if you truly are hurt, and you say, hey, I'm getting the vibe that I'm bothering you a little bit. I've been checking in. I saw that you were home. It hurt me a little bit to see that you're home and that you didn't reach out or didn't even want to, like, hang out. We had this huge friendship. If that's something you moved on from, that's okay. I guess I have to too. But I want to let you know that it hurts that you that I feel like I lost a friend. Put it in that way instead of the what the fuck you came home and you didn't reach out to me because you don't deserve anything from a friendship. A friendship is just two people that enjoy each other's company and just and to let them know you were hurt that you you've lost that. Sometimes a friend is just a friend that you need right now. That's right. Shelby. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Shelby Royston at Classic Shelb. Go hit up that Patreon. Hit that button, Shelby, uh, because patreon.com slash Jared Freed, we, we want you involved. Such a big, big big uh, deal it's a big deal that patreon so okay do we want a sexual email we absolutely we started with this i mean we got the the lights are dim we might as well met on a kink app for no strings attached fun but i got trapped okay Mm -hmm. maybe Let's hope that she's not actually trapped. New listener here. I've been telling everyone I know to check you out. Thank you so much for all you do. Yeah, play that sexy music. Ooh, baby. Time to get nasty. Met on a kink app for no strings attached fun. But I got trapped? Here we go. I am a very sexually open. Okay, so wait. Let me start again. I'm hoping you can provide me some insight into why a guy might court me romantically when we met on a kink app specifically for people looking to have casual relationships, casual hookups. For context, I'm a very sexually open. She put that in bold. Woman. And enjoy sexual exploration with other open-minded people. I joined a kink app in September as a unicorn looking to join a couple in a threesome. What's a unicorn? I thought I had heard it all with bear, otter, top, bottom, <laughs> and now a unicorn gets thrown in. Here's unicorn's sexual meeting. We're all familiar with the mythical unicorn, a horse with an insanely phallic symbol protruding from its forehead. Typically, the sex kind of unicorn is a bisexual girl who is down to hook up with gener- generally heterosexual monogamous couples, often as no strings attached threesomes experience arranged in advance. Okay, we all learn something new. Hey, you know, Jared's watching Survivor every night. He probably knows what this is. <laughs> Don't need to... They have a whole episode on unicorns on Survivor. Okay, but I was also hoping to meet 
uh, open to meeting and having fun with single people with whom I share kinks and fantasies. I matched with a guy on this app, and right away it was clear we were on the same page sexually. I'm 30, he's 37. We live about an hour away from each other. Very shortly after we initially matched, within the first conversation, he started steering the torrent the steering the tone in a non-sexual direction. We exchanged numbers, were texting and talking on the phone every day. He was initiating all these conversations, examples of the type of things he'd say. You're amazing. I don't think I'd meet someone like you on here. I love talking to you. You're so refreshing. We're both musicians and he said he wanted to start a band with me. <laughs> what? He made a, f- a playlist of his favorite music and sent videos of him playing songs for me on his guitar. We would text me at 4 a.m. before I went to work to catch me before I left because he missed me. Basically, a lot of things that presented as him wanting more than just sex. Was I naive for thinking that? I don't think you're naive, but I also think that everyone... You met met on a kink app, but who knows where someone's brain might go. Yeah, and also you don't know... I would assume that when you're on a kink app, you want to find someone that you're comfortable with. And part of that process for this person is obviously to get to know you a little bit. But I, I don't think they're wrong for thinking it is weird that he's like, I miss you and all that stuff. But okay, long story short, I began to develop feelings from about a week into us talking every day. I began to think about it. This had potential for being more than just casual fun, which I was open to if I felt a connection with someone. But okay, that's a little unfair. I think this has potential for being more than casual fun, which I was open to if I felt a connection with someone. That's the thing. It sounds, I think, it's unfair from both sides. It's unfair of him because that's how he gets a connection is by texting and all that stuff and saying these sweet things. And she kind of gets it from the other end. She starts a kink and then goes, oh, but if I get a connection. But that's, mm-hmm. they're both going through their own processes. We hadn't slept together yet at that point. Oh, that's brutal too. You, he's mm. saying too much. We both are staying with our families, so we after we both got tested for COVID, he got us a hotel for the night. The sex was fantastic, but then while we we're still naked in bed together, he dropped the bomb that he's married with two kids. Oh, oh. <laughs> I laugh, but I cry inside. This is okay, and obvious. Yeah, the, the plot thickens. Yeah. It, uh, the bomb was that he's married with two kids and obviously is in no position to be dating and only wants casual sex. Side note, being married in and out of itself would have been a deal breaker for me for a casual hookup. People in the kink community have various arrangements and my whole thing is just communication with no drama. Yeah, that's what I would think is like the basis. If you're going to be on there being like, hey, uh, put me in a furry suit. I just want to know that you're not married with kids and I'm not ruining someone else's life. Yeah, or if you are, their wife is cool with it. Come over, I'll whip you. And yeah, whatnot. the wife is the one holding the leash on your furry costume. Is what you would want. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because I had become emotionally involved, I stopped seeing him and have since fall- cut off all communications. But it still stung. My question is, why might he have acted the way he that way and said those things if he just wanted to hook up? I made it very clear from the beginning that that's what I was looking for too. I can't help but feel that I got snared in a trap and my feelings got hurt. Yeah, I think you did get trapped. I I, I would agree with you. We both could have had a good time, no strings attached. If he hadn't just just if he hadn't kept his marriage from me and moved our conversations to that place of personal connect connection if we had met on a quote-unquote normal dating app like bumble or hinge i 
can see how he might have thought that being honest about a situation might scare me off or something. But we met on an app that was created specifically for spe- sexual encounters. Why lie? This has been bugging me ever since. And maybe you can help me get a little more closure. I appreciate any insight into the situation. Kinky and confused. So, Shelby, what do you think is the reason? Do you have any thoughts on this? He could just, uh, hey, maybe, maybe he was even doing this to more people. He can just, it's easy to text. It's easy to have some yeah. type of dumb little connection. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you, where it's just kind of one-sided, like, hey, I'm, like, it's almost like he's texting with a friend. But he's not really, hey, if you, if you leave, it's no skin off his back. He can, I already have a wife and I already got this app. Like, yeah, you know, I think that's part of the fantasy for him is the fan, first of all, I think anyone who gives emotion before that type of emotion before you've even had sex is not to be trusted. Maybe if it's on like a regular app, but a kink app, I thought this was the whole the whole point here. Yeah, there's an understanding. I just think when there's an understanding because of the kink app, I agree with you. But there's also this thing of like when someone goes emotional too soon, it's like, oh, you're using words that, you know, I would like to hear. Like you're using language that you that has been proven you're using, you know, you know, I love you is a statement that everyone knows the power of. So if you use if you say it and you have no power behind it, you know, it's there to trick someone. And so I'm with her that I don't trust anyone that, you know, when she said we hadn't even had sex yet, that's kind of the moment where I go, okay, this guy's trying to spin his web a little bit. The other thing is I think this is an ego thing. She's wondering why would he keep lying even on the app? I think when you are a cheater and a liar, as this guy is, you think everyone acts as badly as you. There's an episode of The Bachelor that was... Remember when they were doing those great... I, I might have talked to this about this already, but on The Bachelor, they did the best of episodes where they went through the whole season in one night. And there was one season, I can't remember who it was, but the woman has the hometown. And on the hometown, she brings home the guy, and the guy sits at the dinner table, and her brother's there. And the brother starts asking these questions that are kind of gross. He's like, huh? So you're going to have sex with three women, huh? Like, he's asking all the questions that people generally like he's saying all the unsaid things on the bachelor that make the show grosser than it can be. It doesn't have the show. If you want to look at it that way, it is gross, but it is. He's saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. And it's like, there is a respectful way to go about the bachelor. I think you can go to each of the parents house. You can say nice things to the dad. You can fall for three people at once. I could see how that could happen. The brother's sitting there being like, Oh, so you're trying to fuck my sister type of deal in that. You know, he didn't say in those words, but it's like he, and you could feel it. The brother thought that everyone is as toxic as he is. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I think this guy lands. He thinks everyone's as toxic as me. If I tell her that I'm married, she's going to look up my wife and tell on me because I, you know, you get what you give out and I'm, I'm a bad, I'm not a bad person. I'm a, I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm a person who, so I can't trust anyone because I can't trust myself. Nobody can trust me. I think that kind of is where this lands. Don't you think? Like if it's what, let's say, assume his wife doesn't know. 
if I don't if I don't care about hurting my wife, why would I care about hurting this person on the app? Yeah. And and why wouldn't I lie to you? Like so yeah, I think this woman did get a little bit trapped. Um I think this guy like love bombed her or whatever they call that. And I and I think you know, it, it really is uh, a shitty situation because there's nothing I can say. Like when you, you know, they're still naked in bed and he says that he's married with kids. It's like, dude, you could have brought that up 10 minutes ago and it would have been still okay. You know, you mm-hmm. give me the chance to enter into. That's the other thing. Love is one of, you know, is one of the few things people murder over. You have put this person in a horrible position. Yeah, and right after, it's just, hey, I got what I came for. Yeah, I don't like Here's it. Here's this bombshell. I got to run away from Get this J Train podcast. Get him out of here. It's time. Get him out of here. The J Train podcast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Remember breakfast cereal? Ooh, I love Fruity Pebbles. I love Cocoa Crisp. I loved uh, Cocoa Pebbles, drinking the milk afterwards. Oh, I am. And you know what I loved it as? A snack. I loved it as like, you know, late night. What am I going to eat? I don't want to have like a turkey. I don't want to have a hamburger. I don't want to have a candy bar. I would always opt for the cereal. But breakfast as a kid used to be fun. Now that I'm watching my sugar and carbs, breakfast is boring. Magic Spoon discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. See, that's an amazing thing. Now you can have your fun little snack and make it feel, and you don't feel so guilty. It tastes too good to be true. I have it. It's delicious. Magic Spoon's flavors are based on all-time classics, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And just announced brand new flavors, peanut butter and cinnamon. Ooh, love the cinnamon. Love it. The cinnamon, ooh, I I, I, I was a big life fan. I, I like kind of the boring cereals, if I'm going to be honest. I like the straight up cocoa puff, straight up life cinnamon life. So, and, and, oh, CTC, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So I, I got to say, like, the cinnamon one really hit me. Plus, since so many of you have asked them, you can finally build your own variety pack that lets you try them all too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You've got to try Magic Spoon to believe it because it tastes amazing. It does. This makes a great gift for anyone you love who loves breakfast, and it's a great gift to yourself. Listen, we're all trying to be better. We're all trying to find New Year, New Me, and Magic Spoon could be, you know, everyone needs to have a snack. Everyone needs to have a little sweet. So why not make your sweet a little bit, you know, better for you, a little bit made with, you know, better ingredients. Go to magicspoon.com slash JTrain. That's magicspoon.com slash JTrain to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use my promo code JTrain at checkout to save five bucks off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash JTrain. Train, magicspoon.com slash JTrain. Use code JTrain to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the show and bringing back childhood favorites that won't leave us bloated. Well, listen, Shelby, I think it's time for news. Let's do some news. Let's do it. So, this do we have news music did- anymore? We lost the news music? All right. <laughs> Let's do it. So this story takes us back to 1944. Oh my God, we a trip throughout time. Agifia Lykova was born in Russia. Okay. 
and this was during it was a very tumultuous time. <laughs> Stalin was just wiping everybody out. Mm. The war was still raging. Mm. And uh, her and her family said, you know, we're, we'll do it to our religious background. We're kind of scared we're going to get killed. Mm. So let's uh, pack up all our shit and head into the woods. The woods. The woods. So some Not people just, are like, like some people are like, we're going to America. We're going to mm-hmm. cross the border. They were like, we're doing woods. Are they? This is in 1944. Correct. The, okay. the, we love Russia. We're all about it. Not how it's currently going. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the woods just, until they figure shit out. They didn't just go into the woods like where your friend has a cabin. They went 150 miles into the woods. In those times, too, I mean, they're not yeah. wearing Lululemon with, you know, with heat pads in their pockets for the, you know, hand warmers. Yeah, this, this is like, you know, old wool they're wearing. Russia's pretty big. So you can mm. you can go that far in. Did they so walk? She, I, I'm, I'm assuming so. Mm. I mean, they're there, as you'll soon learn. So they I they can't just, believe this story is going to become 2020 news, but keep going. It will. They, uh, they, 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 they kept walking. They eventually, it's her family. They have like she has brothers, mom, dad. She's just an infant. She might. She was born in the woods. Mm. She's never known the world. So, so in 1944, the mom and dad walk into the woods, and then they have a kid, and the kid only knows the woods. And she also has brothers, but they built the house. It's not like she sure. Can, she, it's not like, but they're removed from society. They're not. They're Swiss it's not family like it's Robinson. The movie. Yeah, it's it's not like it's the movie Nell. What's Nell? Remember that? Uh, I want to say it's Jodie Foster. She's they like find her in the in the woods, and like she's like been there the, her whole life, and she talks like. Nell is a 1994 American drama film directed by uh, Michael Apted from a screenplay. The film stars Jodie Foster. Uh, who also produced a young woman wow. who has to face other people for the first time after being raised by her mother in an isolated cabin. Oh, that's a 1994. Even, this this blows Nell out of the water. They were way farther than. Yeah, this is. So, they, okay. so as you uh, the decades go by, you're you you're not really. Uh, not only you're not learning about the latest music. TV shows and mm. movies. Not up not, on Survivor. No. They don't know Richard Hatch is. No. <laughs> they, they don't have the same immunities to even little of uh, the common cold, as some might call it. Oh, because they're not around other people, so you don't get enough of the, the grime of other people. That's like when people say, if you wash your hands too much, you'll be more susceptible to, you know, disease. You know, if you use too much Purell, some people say that. Or if you're just nowhere, like this usually happens to, there's tribes in like Brazil where they, they can only photograph them from like some super long lens up, uh, up high and the government's like, don't go, Mm. not only, if you, if they don't kill you, you'll kill them by sneezing on them. Yeah, 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 I I hear you. So I, I didn't know that you could have that happen in one generation, but this is, okay. Apparently. They they're not going into town. No, they. Well, what do they do when yeah. they're killing rabbits and eating off the land? Yeah, they're they're apparently they're uh, they're resourceful. 
So they 1944. Got a this is 80 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So her friend, like her, not her friends, her brothers in like the 70s, they're like, let's go check some shit out. And they all die because uh, they don't have the, the antibodies. As you might Wait say. a minute. <laughs> so the brothers went on like Rumspringer. They went to go see the town and they die we'll right away. Check, we'll, we'll, we'll check some shit out. We'll, okay. uh, we'll play with <laughs> And then they died. Parents die of old age. But uh, Agafia, she's just chilling out there. She's doing pretty good. Well, she's probably, probably, I would assume she's terrified of going into town. Her brothers went to go check shit out, and they pass away from the sniffles. So I can imagine like, she's like, I'm not leaving here. At this point, the government is aware of them, and it's kind of the opposite of what you'd think here would be like, hey, let's bulldoze your whole fucking area. <laughs> let's harvest the trees, whatever. Sure. They're like, don't, we'll help you out. Don't go. They're telling everybody, don't go there. Yeah, Don't just leave him alone. To, one time she had to get like a surgery. Like she was all, she's old. She's kind of fucked up. So she, uh, they, they like airlifted her, but it was all like probably like now masks. Don't gloves, all that. So Wait a minute. She's old. So they became aware of her. They left her alone, mm -hmm. but then she needs surgery. What does she do? Wave at the sky and say, hey, I, I got... I, I got a broken ankle? Like, what does she do? Who knows? Maybe she lights a fire. Okay. Uh, but now, this is in 2020. She's... In the January 2016, she was like, hey, I got some leg pain. They're like, we'll airlift you. We'll help you out. You're so weird. Let's mm. just deal with this. So we flash forward to 2020. Now, I'd say you are a expert on influencers. Yes, I'm a... I, I love the world of influencers. I love how I love everything about them. Just their unawareness to the world is very fascinating to me. If they did some big documentary, I'd you'd be a talking head on it. Yeah, I would love to be a talking head on an influencer documentary. Okay. So there is a influencer in Russia. She's a bit controversial. <laughs> okay. Her name is Arena Shumakova. Arena Shumakova. Correct. Okay. She uh she's she's like uh pretty dumb. She's kind of controversial just with different stunts she's done in the past. You know, uh, maybe the Jake Paul of uh uh Russia. Okay, I got it. And and mm -hmm. this is the thing with influencers you have to attract people. I mean, listen, I post things to my page. I know that you have to live in the margins to get people to look. You can't just post a pic. That's why engagement photos do well. There's a ring to look at. I just oh, did a, a thing with Coors Seltzer, and I wore a big top hat. That top hat gets you more views. So it's like... Don't wear a hat, wear a top hat. So Jake Paul lives in that world of like, do the thing that gets eyes on your page. So Irina is in that world. Yeah, she has two million followers and she likes, she wants to, she wants to get even more than that. Mm. So her big idea was, let me go take, let me go charter a helicopter. Okay. And fly, and fly out to Agafia. 
Mm. The hermit. The hermit of Russia. Let me go say hi to her. In the middle of a pandemic. Hey. So now, uh, she went she went there. Who knows if Agafia even knows about uh, <laughs> COVID. She's Imagine like, hey. her explaining to Agafia what she does. Like, mm-hmm. how did you get the money to take a helicopter here? Well, I post pictures of my butt. Uh, your butt? You post? Like, she doesn't even know minute one of this. Like, post to where? Who looks at it? <laughs> On the Instagram? What is it? An instant a gram of tree bark? What is yeah. this? I'm looking at so pictures she- of her, and it's like, and I see the helicopter. She's with her. She here's this. This should tell you everything you need to know about this influencer. She has the mask on, but not covering her nose. It's like that. People, that should tell you everything. People love that. Love that. So she. So the Agafi is like, oh, cool, a visitor. Like, hey, uh, let's, <laughs> let's 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 chat. I never get company here. But, I don't have. I don't have. I don't not watching Survivor. This is and let's let's talk. <laughs> this is the problem when you give people money for mm-hmm. being self-involved. Is that every move that they they invest their money in more self-involvement, no matter who it takes out. So Arena is like, hey, people care about what I do because I show off my life and people like my Instagram stories. I'm gonna fly out and hug this hermit. And because the people who love me and and what I have realized, like to me, this is indefensible, like leave this woman alone. You you know, you don't need to do this. What I can't believe is there has there is someone on the opposite side of every of every story of every argument. There's someone Mm -hmm. that's going to go, well, arena does a lot of good. Like and you go, I, I, I noticed it with I mean, I noticed it with all stories, but with the Hilaria Baldwin thing. There are people taking Hilaria's side. And I'm like, what side are you on? What, what, like, you're on this, like, are you on the side of, like, not acknowledging that she used, um, you know, society and, and how we look at someone who comes from ing- immigrants in culture? And, and are you ignoring all of that to, to say that, like, she did nothing wrong? Like, she used, oh, yeah. she used being from Spain to add to her clout and she now won't admit to it. And it's like, how is anyone on the we other side have, of that story? We need to have a refresher course as a, uh, the world as to what the point of charity is not to, uh, hello. I, I donated to, uh, locks of love. You can't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm allowed to run over this homeless person. Like, yeah. Let's yeah, that's some credit here. That's not what it's about. Just because you have done yeah. good doesn't mean that you won't do bad or you haven't done bad. That and it it's just unbelievable that people really on the internet no one likes context. No one likes mm-hmm. feeling. I mean, it's we talked about on this podcast today the the you know, the friend who's ghosting her. It's like, you know, if you attack that person, they can always come back at you. It's just face-to-face is just so different than the internet. It is a different emotional game. It's all layers. And this Irina girl is going to go hug this, you know, this woods woman. And someone, I'm not annoyed at Irina because I think Irina should be arrested. I think she should be put in some sort of Russian jail. But 
I'm more annoyed at the person who's like, well, d- back off of Irina. Like, no, no, no. Why are you defending this person? What do you get out of this? Mm-hmm. What do you uh, just keep keep faving? Go follow another influencer. If you want to go see people get really defensive of someone that doesn't give a shit about them, go to my TikTok. Uh, I made fun of Kendall Jenner, or Ky- one of the Jenners, their charcuterie boards. I was just saying that it, when they did, they didn't they put out a huge charcuterie board, they didn't tag anyone. So I was like, you're kind of insinuating that you made the charcuterie board while we all made a huge Thanksgiving and we had to work and we don't have a, a staff of 30. People really didn't get the joke. Like It's like half people who get it, but they, it got so big, it's like a million hits, that the other half of people are sitting there going, oh, why don't you just work harder? I'm like... That's not what we're talking about at all. Who are you defending? I need to, I need, like, this is the hill you're going to die on. I, <laughs> they need to rush to, I, 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 I have no income. Nobody's giving me any stimulus checks, but yeah. the Jenners need defending. That's right. Well, Shelby, so, thank you for uh, bringing the news. Are, are we, are we still going? Well, uh, so she, the pilot and her, they're, they might bring some, uh, lawsuits and mm. they're like, this is the one thing, uh, that we didn't want you to do. Also, this happened in July, so everybody in this store might be dead by now. Yeah, we I'm, don't know. Well, really we'll, sure. yeah. well have, I gotta say, I have to say, Irina, Irina, not Irina, the the woman who's been in Agafia. Correct. Agafia looks great. She looks unbelievable for being the age that she is and having been in the woods for that long. She's rubbing uh, something that the, that fresh water. Watch, there's no lead. There's no fluoride in it. That's the only way I will be okay with Irina going out to meet her. Is if Irina comes out with a skincare routine that she somehow calls the Agafia program, and she includes Agafia in her, gets her in on you know on the money. That's the only way I'll be okay with it. it it sounds like a podcast sponsor. Like yeah. Use, I, I'm abusing Agafia. <laughs> My girlfriend loves it. Jess always talks about Agafia. She's used it uh, every night before bed. She uses the, the mask. She loves her Agafia items. She loves she's glowing. She's glowing. <laughs> she loves the goat shit face mask that uh, mm-hmm. Agafia is known for. She, <laughs> she loves... Uh, the botanicals that come in the goat shit face mask. Well, listen. I, did the, I took the piss. I sprayed a piss on her. And she looks like we're we're closer than ever. The bear piss. Yeah. Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, listen, people. What a what a great episode. It, Shelby. What, what a journey. What a way to open the year of the J Train Podcast 2021. Bigger, better things for everyone that listens. Everyone here, Shelby, you included. Um, everyone go follow Shelby at Classic Shelby on Instagram. His photography is amazing. He's such I, I, I it's a pleasure to be working with you again. And I want to let everyone know um, we, we love you as listeners. This is a brand new year, brand new start. Um, let us know. Do you like this old school version of the show? Should we do more of them? I, if you're here at this point, you probably love this episode, right? Do you do you never want it again? Yeah, do you we want me banned. We want to know everything. We want to hear a, anything, anything, everything. We, comment on YouTube. Comment on Instagram. Let us know. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.